Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we're here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. You've likely started the school year at this point and quickly realized that you are having to manage a pile of papers and to-dos. In this episode, we want to share what are systems and why you should be using them to help decrease that overwhelm. But first, let's hear a TSH from Melanie. Melanie says, Although I prefer to do most tasks digitally, I typically bring a notebook with me to meetings. However, sometimes I use the same notebook for multiple meetings or have multiple notebooks going on at one time. And in both cases, I can never find what I'm looking for. And I spend a lot of time trying to sort out what I wrote. Yeah. So Melanie, I feel like I am a little bit like you as well because I do enjoy having a notebook. Um, And especially after reading the getting things done, was it the getting things done, Michelle, that we read and he was like, have kind of like a dumping ground or something to that extent? I believe so. That's ringing a bell. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I started carrying a notebook at that point because he was like, jot down anything that comes to your mind, especially if you're in a meeting. And I never want to be that person that's like on their phone at a meeting, like Mm -hmm. because I'm like trying to put in like a to do or I'm trying to write a note or something because then it makes it look like I'm not paying attention. So I don't know. It's all in my head probably. But I, I keep a notebook. But one of the things that I found is exactly like you is that if I just let my notebook sit, then I'm not doing anything with it and I'm going to let things fall off. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do is I have to come back, take a seat and then process the information. And so what I mean by process that information is that I transfer over any to do's to like my digital piece. I will take any like screenshots, which actually now I have a rocket book that I'm using um, and if you're not familiar Fancy. with a rocket, I know. But if you're not familiar with a rocket book, it's cool because it wipes off. So it's like a reusable notebook and you can scan it and it will upload all your notes for you. Mm. But previously I was taking like like pictures of it and just putting them onto like my notes app because what's nice with Apple Notes is that it will search within your images, which is very, very helpful. Um But that's kind of the biggest takeaway that I've had is that you can't really stop at the notebook. You need to go back and you need to process that information. You literally stole mine, which is fine. I am so sorry. We are the same person. We are. And I'm happy we were on the same page. When I read this TSH, two things came to mind. First being, you have to develop the habit of going through and doing something with the notes after you take them. Otherwise, there was no point in taking the notes. The second one being what I like to do if I had a paper notebook, I will just take a picture of whatever I wrote down. And like you said, I add it into my notes app just because then it doesn't get lost in my camera roll because my camera roll is a deep, dark hole of thousands of pictures of ember and food. And once images (laughs) go in there, they never come back out. (laughs) So Melanie, I think our best piece of advice is just to get into the habit that after the meeting, you do something with that information, whether you're retyping it into like a Google doc, taking a picture and storing it somewhere, but that way it's easy for you to find later. Yeah. So as many of you might know, I've started a new position this year. And one of the struggles that I really am currently facing is the unknown and information overwhelm. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I realized that I needed to develop a system to maintain my stress, especially with just getting this position started. So for example, I printed out presentations that I'm giving at schools um, for basically anything that I'm doing. And each one has its own binder. And I also add in all of the research that goes with it that I need to either read or review. And this has helped me so much. I went into a presentation feeling phenomenal just because I felt organized and prepared. Yeah, and that can make a big difference. When you were saying that, it reminded me of when I kind of switched into this role where I'm prepping like PD mm -hmm. presentations. Now it's slightly different because I'm creating my PD presentations and Bridget and I had this discussion about how sometimes if you're just given a presentation and it's not one you created, it's like being given a lesson that you didn't yes. make. It's almost harder to try to prepare for that. But anyway, I went more paperless because my printer hates me and I'm convinced that any day now it is just going to kick the can. But I created a Google Drive folder for all my PDs and inside that folder, y'all know, folderception, I have... Yeah a separate folder for each different like school or district where I will put contracts, agendas, paperwork, things like that. I have a folder for my keynote presentations and then a folder for my like regular kind of workshop sessions. And then each inside of each of those session folders, I then have another folder for each session. And inside of that is like a Google Doc outline, images I've used, handouts that go along with it, and my slides. That way everything is in one place, almost like a virtual binder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's the thing, when things are changing, new to you or something that isn't really working for you right now, it is so important to take the time to build systems that are really gonna help you stay on track. Yeah, and the biggest thing I heard you say there, not that you literally said it, but it was implied, is that you have to be intentional. Yes. Systems are not going to build themselves, although AI is getting pretty fancy, so maybe one day, but <laughs> they're also not going to happen overnight. So in this episode, we're going to break down what a system is and then give you some tips for building it and then being able to maintain it over time. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. If you go to Google and you type in Google, what is a system? This is one of the definitions. It is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done, an organized framework or method. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to use the definition of systems are just going to be those routines, the templates, and the step-by-step -step processes. Processes? Is it processes or processes? <laughs> they both sound right. Right? <laughs> oh, gosh, guys. I teach ELA. All right. For helping to make daily tasks as efficient as possible. Now, obviously, as a teacher, we teach a lot of procedures, but not every single set of procedures would be a system. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you have students show you a certain hand signal to ask to sharpen a pencil, then they get up and they just sharpen their pencil. That's not a system. In order for it to be a system, it has to have multiple steps. And you can think about it almost like combining an organizational system with a set of procedures. And the goal overall is to increase efficiency. So before we dive any deeper into this, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we've got some tough love for you. 
This month is all about systems, and one of the biggest systems teachers have to master is planning. Oh, absolutely. Between lesson planning and organizing those monthly routines, it can be a lot to manage. (laughs) That makes me think of Michael Scott's book, Somehow I Manage. (laughs) But anyway, we developed our digital teacher planners to make that system much easier for you. Yes, we did, guys. And our digital planners have tons of templates ready to go so the organization is done for you. Plus, don't we have a freebie to help with that monthly routine, Michelle? You know we love a good freebie. So yes, we have a monthly review planner insert that you can use with any digital planner. And it's completely free over on teachingonthedouble.com. When you get there, just scroll down a little and you'll see it right there on the homepage. You can have it sent to your email right away. Go grab that freebie. And now back to the episode. All right, guys, we need to have a little come to Jesus moment, or as Michelle said, some tough lump from for all of you. So here's the thing. We need to remind everyone very early on that if you do not take the time to build these systems and to use them correctly, they will not work. They're not going to work for you. You have to put in the work very early on in order to get those results. Okay, I'm done. We love you all. I just want to remind you. And sometimes we all just need a little bit of tough love. I feel like this is a good cop, bad cop moment. Bridget was the bad cop, and I'm now going to be the good cop coming in here to give you a little hug after Bridget tore you down. The the good news is that these systems will become routine where you almost go on autopilot and you don't even have to think about it. So if you put in the work early, just know it does become much easier later on. Yeah. So we also want to help you kind of make some connections when it comes to building systems. And when you really think about it, your body is a giant system, right? We have a reproductive system. We have a nervous system. We have a digestive system. And while individually they may not seem as though they do a lot together, they operate our entire body, which is a really cool thing. Mm, You know I love me a good analogy. I know you do. (laughs) And you could also think about a system as a factory where there are inputs and there are outputs. So for example, with a factory, the inputs would be the raw materials, such as the lumber or the metal. And then the outputs would be the newly manufactured items, such as a chair. So the system is what turns the input, so the lumber, the metal, into the output, which would be the chair. So we want to give you some examples, and I'm going to do a school example. So the the example that I have for you is lesson planning. Lesson planning is a system. There are multiple steps that you have to take as a teacher in order to complete that task, right? So remember, this is about having an organization component that's ready to go to help make this these steps go as efficiently as possible. So for example, you might have all of your materials your standards, your curriculum outline, your progressions, all within a binder or within Google a Google Drive folder. And then you might have a template that you copy from your Google Drive to be able to just plug in key information for the next week's lesson. You then create a Google task with materials that you need to prep to keep everything in one place. I've combined templates and organization to kind of help develop a system, which is almost like a routine, right? That makes this process more and more efficient. 
So when we think about it, there are going to be so many other areas in our teaching careers that can really utilize systems. And so some of these might be collecting student work or grading. Family communication is a system that you might want to develop. Um, Giving and collecting assessments is going to be a system, going to professional developments, and just for a little bit of a teaser, we will be going in depth with some of these systems in 194 and 195, which are episodes that are going to be coming up very soon. We also want to give you an example for your everyday life because yes, you are a teacher, but Mm -hmm. you know, you got to (laughs) eat and having systems applies to all areas of your life. So I'm going to go through an example using grocery shopping and meal planning. I think we've all had those times where we've realized it's very easy to let this get away from us if we're not intentional. I think back to when Billy and I were both in grad school, we were eating out all the time because Mm -hmm. we didn't have a system for meal planning and then going grocery shopping. And as a result, we never had food. We were too tired to try to come up with something after working and classes So this is what we started doing. Every Sunday, we would go grocery shopping. But in order to go grocery shopping, we need to know what we need to buy. So either early Sunday morning or like Saturday evening, we would both sit down and we would brainstorm meals that we wanted to have for the upcoming week. Typically, if there are seven days in the week... You know, there's always seven days, but if there's seven days that we're planning for, we will go out to eat one of the nights and the other six, we would split them up. He would pick three nights. I would pick three nights. And we had a shared, well, we still do a shared note in the notes app where for each day of the week, we would list out what the meal is. And from there, we would build our grocery list. So we'd go, okay, we're having Thai basil beef on Monday. We need ground beef and we need Thai basil and we need red bell peppers. And we would add it all to the grocery list. And I like to add it in the order that we walk around the store. Mm -hmm. So that way, as we go, like it's already an order that we need and it makes it much faster. From there on Sunday, we would go grocery shopping and now we even utilize the grocery pickup. Like as Bridget and I are recording this podcast, Billy is going and picking up our order that we placed last night. So all he has to do is pull up to the store and they put it in the trunk of his car. It's fantastic. Lady, I love me the grocery pickup. It is the best thing ever. I fought Billy on it for a while because I love I walking do. the grocery store. In fact, last night after dinner, <laughs> did you walk the grocery store? We walked to the grocery <laughs> store, but it was a fancy grocery store that we don't go to very often because I mean, it's downtown. That's fine. So anyway, we <laughs> get all the groceries. Obviously, we come home, we put them away. And then typically either Sunday night or Monday, I would meal prep things that I'm going to have maybe for like lunches or breakfast throughout the week so that it's done. And then our dinners, we would cook like that night, but they were quick, like 20 to 30 minute meals. They were Mm -hmm. not very time consuming. And we got things to make it easier. Like we bought a rice cooker so we could like batch cook rice much faster. And since then, we have kept this routine for about, I would say three years because it was COVID that really kind of forced us to start cooking more at home. And now we we eat out one meal a week. Otherwise, we cook all of our stuff at home. We feel much healthier and it's just helped us stay on track. But here are a few other examples of ways that you can utilize systems within just your everyday life. It could include a system for getting your laundry done, cleaning your house. And of course, you could apply that to your classroom as well. Mm-hmm. Packing for any kind of an upcoming trip, getting ready for a guest to come stay over or getting ready for like a holiday celebration that maybe you're hosting or even attending. 
So now that you have a better idea of systems and how they apply to us or what they might look like when it comes to the classroom and also just your personal life, we want to give you some tips that are going to help you make these uh, very simple systems so much easier, okay? So tip number one is to first define the system that you want. That's kind of a duh, right? <laughs> and create a list of steps that you take to complete this system. So you need to identify the areas in which you want to become more efficient. Once you do this, take notes about like all of the steps that you're currently taking in order to complete this task, right? So you could either do this digitally, um, which is like Google Tasks. That's one of my favorites. Google Keep is also a favorite because you can go back and use it as a routine and just unclick. That's my favorite feature on there. Or just use it on paper and pencil. Just be sure just not to lose it, right? <laughs> and then after going through the steps, you might need to revise this after doing it a few times. It's inevitable, y'all. It's going to happen. You're going to forget things. So for example, if you're looking at lesson planning, I could open up a Google task and then identify all the items that I need to plan. I would need to look at my curriculum map. I would need to create my learning targets. I would need to pull a mentor sentence. I need would, I would have to have an activity um, for, you know, a group activity. I would need to develop an assessment or so many other different things. Once you write this down, it's going to be easier for you to reference and then follow these steps that you have written down to help you create those organizational pieces. And tip number two is going to tie closely to that. Create the organization component. I feel like this is very easily overlooked. We mentioned earlier that a system combines a set of procedures with an organization component. And ultimately, that is what increases the efficiency. Now, the organization component might look different depending on the system. It might be a template that you're saving in your Google Drive, or it might be a note in your notes app, or it might be a binder or a folder that you keep. The way that you organize it needs to work for you. So we can't give you the like golden goose, here's what you need. It's going to be different. Going back to that grocery shopping example, I mentioned Billy and I have a shared note in our notes app where we list the meals for each week, which is really helpful that because it'll be Thursday and we're like, wait, what are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> and then from there, we build the grocery list in the same note. And the reason we use Google, uh, I almost called it Google Notes, ha. although I feel like Google Notes, I mean, I guess that's just a Google Doc. Anyway, the notes app. We can both access the note and then that way throughout the week we can randomly add things where it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that we need baking soda or whatever it is. Personally, I would love to use just like Google Tasks for mm. it, but with Google Tasks, you can't add someone to like a shared note. Yeah. You can on Google Keep, but Billy doesn't know Google Keep or really use Google Keep. So we had to find something that worked for both of us and that ended up being the Notes app. Yeah. So tip number three is going to be commit to consistency. And it's going to be so hard in the beginning because it's new, guys. Whenever you have something new, it's going to feel you're going to have that friction in the very beginning. So you have to commit to consistency of the system so that you develop a habit that helps to decrease the amount of time that you spend on these tasks. Going back to that lesson planning example again, the more you use your templates and you follow the system that you've created, the faster you're going to be at completing your lessons each week. I'm going to go off the rails for just a second because one of the things that I always connect to is Michelle and I's podcast. Yes. When we first started Lady, 
We took forever. <laughs> we were meeting every Sunday. It would yep. take us four hours to yep. either plan or like record podcasts. Now we're getting it done in like two and a half, three hours. We meet every other Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. So here's the thing, guys. The more you do it, the easier it gets and the easier it gets, right? So the faster you end up becoming at it. So just remember that you need to commit to the consistency of your system. Yeah. And then I, it's so funny because I was about to piggyback off of what Bridget just said. And then I looked at tip number four and I'm like, oh, that's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> tip number four is to make adjustments when needed. Now, I'm going to talk about adjustments for like things that just come up. But first, I wanted to pivot back to what Bridget was mentioning about using it consistently. When you use like those templates and those procedures more consistently, you might realize, oh, I need to add a step here or, oh, I can actually remove this step. And you can adjust it in that way as you go because your kind of planning process, and I guess I could word it as like your execution of the system Mm -hmm. might change over time. Then there's the other side of it. We know that life is going to life (laughs) and the system you establish is not going to function perfectly every time because random things will come up that will disrupt your system and you have to make adjustments in those moments as well, more so like temporary adjustments. So this might mean just temporarily tweaking the system or recreating it to function more efficiently in an entirely new season of your life. So let me give you kind of two examples of how those differ. Going back to the grocery shopping example, if I'm going to be out of town on Sunday, when usually I would go grocery shopping, then I might need to shift that grocery shopping day to Monday or even Saturday. The rest of the routine is going to stay the same. I'm just switching the day. That's like a temporary tweak. But let's say Billy was going to move to D.C. for a few months to work. I know there's people listening to this who are like, is she giving us information? No, no, no. No, This is not 100 (laughs) percent hypothetical. But I think back to when we were in college, he did an internship in D.C. and he lived away for like a couple months. So that's why I use that as as an example. If that were happening, I would have to completely overhaul my system because it would no longer function. And so I'd have to kind of create a more permanent change and like recreate the system for those few months. And then maybe after I could go back to what I was doing before. Yeah. So hopefully this has kind of helped. This episode has helped you really just get an idea of what are systems? How do we use them in our everyday life? What does it look like even as a teacher? And I really quick just want to review some of our tips that we have for you. So tip number one is to define the system that you want and create a list of steps that help you take to complete that system overall. Tip number two is to create the organization component. Tip number three is to commit to consistency. And tip number four is to make adjustments when needed. So guys, we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Stay tuned because next week we're going to be talking about student systems, which I'm very, very excited about. (laughs) So, but while you are waiting for that to come up, we would love for you to head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com and just check out some of the things that we have up there. We do have a store with some of our planners, which are a huge hit and they are selling like crazy. So there are so many people out there that are really enjoying them because it helps to create a 
a system. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice plug. Thank you. Um, I would also like for you to go in and check out the TSA se- section. That just allows us to know what is your time sucking hurdle right now? What is the thing that is sucking up all of your time? It helps us to kind of create a lot of our podcast episodes, as you're going to see as we move on to this month's podcast piece. Uh, We would also like for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified when we drop our new episodes, which is on Thursday mornings. And make sure, if you have not already, to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us to get into the ears of so many other teachers. And we just like hearing from you guys. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.